0: life stories of various individuals to inspire and educate. You're listening to Anecdotes, a podcast hosted by two millennials, Timothy and Vance. Thank you for joining us on this learning journey. Let's discover our why together. Welcome to episode 19 of Anecdotes, a show where we share inspiring stories and learn how to become better each day, one anecdote at a time. I'm Vance, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Timothy. For this episode, we did a short reflection on our chat with Connor McHugh, an Irish physiotherapist who has been working in Singapore for the past few years. Tim and I also talked about how people who choose to do what they like are happy even if it means not conforming to societal standards. Listen on for more. One more thing, we are late by a week because of personal commitments. But this shouldn't happen again because we're working at recording episodes in advance. This way, we'll be sure to have an episode out every Monday morning, Singapore time, without fail. Thanks for sticking with us. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Okay, Hey everyone, Come, welcome back to Anecdotes. And for this week, we're going to do an episode recap of the previous episode. And sorry for the late upload. So, I'm going to weigh in on my, my, my lessons first. Uh. The lessons that I've learned from the conversation with Connor McHugh, Our Irish guest, who's an expert living in Singapore working as a physiotherapist for the past few years. And also Tim's gym buddy. So the main thing I learned, right, is about... Um, I would say... I would s- divide it into several parts. So for work, choose your interest rather than... Choose your interest or passion rather than something that you could like, but just because it pays well, then you choose it over your interest or passion. So another thing I learned was health. Health is actually something that is very important to everyone. I mean I or all people know, but I just want to put it out there that health is a lot more important than we think. And I love this quote that he pointed out that he saw on a wall of a hospital. Health is a crown that the healthy wear on their heads, but only the sick can see it. Very, very deep stuff. And I really like that quote. So, those are the two main things that I've learned from him that I would say will probably will probably have left the deepest impression for me. So, Tim.
1: Because uh, for me, since I knew him before, I realised that the entire podcast was me saying a lot of stuff. And you asking very little questions, but very good questions.
0: Yeah, but you gave me the chance to, you know, come up with the good questions <laughs> to ask.
1: Yeah, it was like, I was, uh, when I listened again, I, I felt like I was rambling on. It was more of a conversation, but yeah, I mean, that's what it's supposed to be anyway. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and, uh, but for me, something that really stood out to me the most was his... Uh, Ability to be grateful in everything that he does or did already. Because I think that's very important. When you learn to be grateful, you start to feel happier as well. Like your, your day doesn't seem so long. You start to be gr- feel lucky that you are in this position. And it just brightens up your day. This is like the main thing that I learned from him. And apart from um, the stereotypes that I had of Irish people, <laughs> it was vindicated. <laughs> and of course, like, everyone has their own story and people are people everywhere. And I would never would have known that he was someone who was terribly shy as well. And if he could break out of that, Shyness I believe everyone can Yeah And uh, That's basically it Still uh, Hoping that he gets his Podcasting thing Sorted out soon
0: Yeah And he said that he's going to Invite us as his first guests, Or or something like that Yeah Looking forward to it
1: Oh yeah And of course the, the Operation Walk Ireland Yeah Which is really cool um initiative that did whatever they have done, oh yeah, and I wanna to touch on that the health thing that you yeah. mentioned health is something very important it is, but it's constantly overlooked and taken for granted because yeah. like we know it's important, but sometimes we just choose not to exercise even for half an hour and I'm guilty of that sometimes like if I don't go to the gym then I will get zero exercise for that day or for that week for that (laughs) (laughs) matter and just half an hour could really change a lot of things I mean I still haven't been doing that I should probably start soon Hmm? to see if there's any effects
0: what effects? What are you talking about?
1: If you exercise for half an hour a day, you know, uh-huh. just doing that, exercising half an hour and see what kind of effect you have on your health and stuff.
0: Oh, the the, the YouTube video that he mentioned, twenty three and a half half hours, right? Yeah. Connor said that it's a, it's a kind of video that motivates people through loss. So it shows you that if you don't exercise, or rather, if you exercise for 30 minutes a day, there's a lot of positive effects on your health. But if you don't, of course, then you know you lose a lot more time in the future when, you, when you're when you bedridden, when you're sick, when you're done with an illness. You lose so much more time. Like, I really hate getting sick. Although, you know, some people say, that, oh, if I get sick, and get MC. I can not go to work or I can not go to school. But in actual fact, if you're really, really sick and you need to take MC, you'll be spending most of your time on the bed. You know, you won't be, you won't be you won't have the energy to go out and do anything you like. Yeah. I mean unless you really enjoy lying on the bed that much and suffering in pain.
1: Yeah, I do enjoy lying on the bed. Yeah, but do you enjoy <laughs> getting sick and lying on the bed, bedridden, no
0: like fever or I don't know, some some down with the flu and everything. I don't know, I, I just hate the feeling of being sick. Yeah. Yeah. So I think health Yeah and, and it's a great thing that Connor's gonna start a a podcast. Which is centered around conversations as well. But he plays, he's going to place a strong emphasis on health and wellness. So body and mind really stuff.
1: Not like that. But I think it's more of him giving some advice on physiotherapy stuff. Related stuff. Or oh, like really? Or, yeah. Something okay. like that. I don't think it'll be a Get Fit Now podcast or something.
0: <laughs> oh, but either way it's is something great because it's exactly what he's do he's doing and it's, yeah, it's like you know going to build his personal brand and everything.
1: It complements his like day job. Yeah. Mm,
0: yeah. And his passion as well. So anything else to add for the recap?
1: Mm, not so much for me.
0: Okay then apart
1: from it was a great episode. Yeah. And I kinda like the episodes with guessed on.
0: <laughs> of course it's definitely Much more interesting Than just the two of us Talking no, to each not other Not
1: only that but I think because Each time A new guest comes It's to be Talking about new things
0: Yeah Whatever makes Whatever excites yeah. them right
1: Yeah and then When you can feel that Energy That The thing that Whatever they're saying And it kind of Rubs on to you as well and Then you start Feeling excited as well When When mm. they're talking about what they really believe in. Or oh, yeah. at least that's what I like to think.
0: <laughs> I mean, so far, I guess we, we, we've we all asked the right, I, I hope, the right questions to get them talking about what really excites them. Especially, you know, their job or their interests or their passion and everything. So, I think so far, we're doing quite well. <laughs> I hope, I hope. On okay. whose terms? I mean, at least, at least we managed to get some insightful answers from them and I and, and I look at it as a milestone reached
1: do you have any milestones for this anyway
0: hmm I, I, I'll say that the biggest milestone would be to invite our 20th guest <laughs> what I
1: mean um, what obvi- do you find obviously
0: yeah then after that 40th guest and 60th guest oh. and so on so so
1: you look at you saw you set these kind of milestones
0: yeah, so awesome. that I mean, at the end of the day when you when when you, when you reach certain milestones like 10, 20, 30, 40 and when you look back you can start to reflect on the lessons you know, see whether that it, it, it really have helped you whether it really have helped anyone at all or the guests themselves I think that that's, that's a very important thing a very very important metric for us
1: Yeah mm. Okay Okay then, Yeah, there's nothing that I want to add
0: Okay, then let's move on to an article that we've, we've read recently. Yeah. Not over the past week, but recently. So it's I an mean... article by Zed Rana.
1: Yeah. Is Zed or Z. I I
0: have no idea how to pronounce his name. We're butchering his name, but I'm pretty sure he'll, he'll be happy that we're talking about him. <laughs> Any writer is happy that people talk about the article that has helped them, I'm very sure.
1: Maybe. Or maybe it's just that they're being recognised.
0: Yeah, of course. That also.
1: Okay. So,
0: so it's an article by Zad Zat Rana. It's an article on Marcus Aurelius and his wisdom of how to think clearly, mm. right? So, Tim, you you want to start off?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so Zad Rana wrote that. Okay, Marcus Aurelius. He was known for being a huge fan. Okay, not not fan. <coughs> sorry. So, Zad Rana said that. Marcus Aurelius was known for Stoicism. He was a very, I would say, pious believer and practitioner of Stoicism. It was because of Stoicism that he managed to help that he managed to run Rome as one of the greatest empires in all of history. So Marcus Aurelius is, is he's his he's a very special emperor in that. He used Stoicism to not only help him govern the country, but to, but also to improve himself as a human being, also to guide his decisions, whether is it governing the country or his daily life or relationships or anything in his life. He used Stoicism. And more specifically, how to extract himself out of his own reality and looking at an objective reality that he is really in.
1: Mm. I think it's more yeah like having different perspectives on stuff like he knows how to look at another person's point of view instead of just always in his shoes and that makes you more you know more relatable in that sense
0: so I'm guessing that's the biggest or or rather your key learning point for the article yeah that he's able to the reason why he's such a great emperor such a wise man whether it's it of his time or of our time or any point in history, is because of his ability to remove himself from his own shoes, yeah. able and make him and he's able to wear shoes of many different people. Yeah, just to look at one single objective reality.
1: A wise man once said that in order to be a king, right, you have to live like a peasant or live with the peasants.
0: Oh yeah, so who's the wise man? I don't know. But it's a quote by someone.
1: No. <laughs> I don't know. I I think I came out with it. I don't know whether I came out no, with
0: I heard, it. I heard, heard of it before.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's why I said a wise man once said... <laughs> <laughs> it's actually from Game of Thrones. I mean, not that phrase, but the wise man once said so that <laughs> he doesn't get questioned on who said that. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's a common way to bring in a quote also especially when you forget like the person who came up with the quote but more on his wisdom and also his prowess in being such a great king I will also say that because of his ability (coughs) to understand different things in its truest form in other words he's able to look at something and see as what it is and not perceive it as something that is not does that make sense? no Another way to look at it is he he doesn't allow his own perceptions of the world distort reality.
1: Mm. Is that better? Yeah.
0: That means if let's say this is a tree, okay, it is known to the world that it's a tree. He doesn't try to spin it and say that this is a human with some sort of spirit that died and suddenly became a tree or something like that.
1: Mm. So
0: he looks at it as a tree. Because by looking at it as simply as possible, And as real as possible. He's able to make decisions that will benefit him both in the short term and the long term.
1: Yes. And it's all about being objective. Correct.
0: Yeah. Of course. And I also want to point out probably one of the most famous and well-known okay sorry one of the most well-known stoic writings of all time. Meditations. Which is actually a journal of his own writings. So it's, it's basically just a personal journal where he writes you know, all about his thoughts, his reflections, and it's actually not supposed to be a book released to the public. It's more of his own personal journal for himself. So he, whenever he has any troubles, or any problems with his... with anything, he's, uh, he, he, he's in a dilemma. It could, it could be his life, it could be his country, it could be his family, whatever it is. He'll write it down. And then, because he's able to write it down... ...objectively as well... ...when he looks at his own writing... ...he's able to reflect on himself... ...because whenever you write something down... right, ...you kind of differentiate... ...your present self... ...and the f- the self that you want to become... ...I don't know if that makes sense.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. When you write something down... if it's ...especially if it's something that's negative... ...or something that you have trouble with... ...when you write it down it is no longer your mind when it's trying to, you know, mess up your brain and everything.
1: Declutter your mind.
0: Yeah, declutter your mind. That's one. Another thing is, once you write it down, you have a much clearer picture of what your thoughts at that point of time were. And then you can decide whether, is this what is going to define your person right now? Or, are you going to only allow this to be your past?
1: Hmm. Interesting. But, There's another way of looking at it. Because when I write things down, Uh I remember them better. And that's that's related to studying, for example. Mm -hmm. I tend to remember the formulas or whatever key points better when I write it down. But in your sense, you're saying that you write it down so you can forget about it.
0: No, I'm not saying you write it down so you can forget about it. But rather, when you write it down... Because, okay, let me walk you through a process of being troubled by a matter. So let's say maybe, right now, I'm confused. <laughs> if tomorrow, should I watch Dunkirk or should I watch another movie? I can't think of any movie right now other than Dunkirk. So should I watch Dunkirk or another movie? So maybe because both movies are so good and maybe tomorrow is the last day of the screening of both movies. So I want to decide which which movie do I want to watch. But if I'm going to write it down, the pros and cons, right, instead of letting it clog my mind, should I watch this or should I watch that? If I watch this, if I watch Dunkirk, I will be exposed to Christopher Nolan's work. I'll be able to know whatever blah 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 blah. So when I list all the things down, it's definitely easier than visualising in my mind. What if I watch Dunkirk? What if I watch the other movie? So if I were to write it down, uh, uh, one one clear way to look at it is to write the pros and cons and then make an objective decision based on the pros and cons.
1: I think the world will run out of paper if everyone does that. <laughs> yeah, we, we have like ninety-nine problems a day and we can't go around writing them down.
0: Of course. I I would say the biggest problem that is troubling you are of course I'm not saying that, you know, <laughs> watching which movie is gonna be a big such a big problem that I have to write it down. But I'm saying that if you have a huge problem maybe like uh should I should I choose this job or that job?
1: Yeah. I think you should do that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I would.
1: <laughs> Since you have in that predicament.
0: Yeah, which is why I wrote it down already. But anyway...
1: Oh, have you? Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I typed it down, so...
1: That's not the same, right? <laughs> it's not the same, but...
0: Okay, I, I'm just using it as an example, as, you know, writing. Mm. So, right now, obviously, it's not it's not as practical to write on a piece of paper rather than... Why? It's more practical to write using your keyboard rather than to write on a piece of paper. Yes. But of course if writing a piece of paper helps, then do that by all means. And I'm very sure that helped Marcus Aurelius manage to think clearly throughout his career as an emperor and during his time as a as an ancient Roman.
1: Yeah. So really how you declutter your mind and, you know, be objective in all your thoughts. And in order to be objective, you write down clearly all your problems and then look at it. Try to have different lens
0: either that or if you are that good at visualising then you can metaphorically extract yourself from your own shoes and put your yourself in another person's shoes
1: yeah yeah and, but that's a hard thing to do man of course yeah and which kind of brings me back to like a thought I had yesterday so I was wondering why are we so concerned about the societal standards that all of us have to adhere to all of these societal norms, be it having a stable job, being able to afford a car, being able to wear a Rolex watch, or or anything for that matter, or when to get married, what age you should get married, when you should buy a house, what kind of house do you stay. Why are we so bounded by all these norms? And we can't help it. Uh,
0: I think I think we talked about this before in one of the previous episodes, yeah, yeah, but maybe you can share with us you know your haircut, <laughs> oh yeah, yesterday, I we mean heard.
1: it was more of like I looked at uh, the the one of the reasons why that I'll go to my friend's place to have a haircut, one is okay to support him, two is he cuts decently i I feel. Mm-hmm. And three is actually, I feel that it's a, something that I will never get at any other shop, any other barber shop. Because, not because of the hair or what, I believe some people can cut like him. It's because when I go there, I feel very relaxed. In a sense, where when you enjoy talking to someone, you feel very comfortable, right? And that's a thing that I get. From it Or maybe Everyone All of us We need somebody To listen to us Whether it's Ranting Or you know Just to have a conversation
0: mm-hmm. Definitely. All of
1: us need Someone to listen And The thing is actually It's, it's both ways In a sense Like Sometimes he will talk About his problems And I will talk about My, my problems But usually It's not really My problems I, It's just Mainly the world's problems, I think, (laughs) (laughs) like problems that other people like. Why can't they be like that? You know. And then you slowly start to see, think deeper on. Okay, so why are they like that? It's because of their past, their upbringing, blah 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 blah. And then it led me to thinking, why is it that he is happy with what he's doing? You know, even though he's not earning a lot per se, it's not exactly earning very comfortably, I think. It's not like he's very rich. But the thing is, you can sense his genuine happiness from the way that he's doing his job and how he's laughing very easily. And then it got me thinking, for someone who is happy in their job, they are actually more well off than the person that's earning ten or $20,000 a month, at least. Because some people who have a better education, better income, better house, they are still constantly searching for the answer that he has already had, which is finding something that you like to do for the rest of your life. And I feel that that is more important than having a very high IQ or having, you know, um, a lot of money. Because some people can never ever find the answer, even up to their death. Some would never ever find an answer. And uh, I think it's quite sad if if you die not knowing what you enjoy doing or you die without actually doing what you like. Mm. So, and then it got me thinking like, so, what's really important? Well, for me, I know what I want, but I know that in order to get to this position, which is to, you know, just... Be a you know podcaster or anything. Like some be a only let's say I wanna be a podcaster as full my full time job mm. for when I'm thirty or forty. But I know that in order to get to that position, I need to have some money squirreled up away in case this podcast doesn't get me money. mm mm-hmm. So it's very important to be objective in what you want and then work backwards to figure out what exactly that you need to get there. And then you got me thinking like that. So I don't know, just from a haircut that could have that (laughs) kinda thoughts. And I think it's very important to sometimes when you're going to a barber, it's good to uh, not only have conversations with with your hairstylist, but also it's also to help them like you know not make them feel so bored while cutting your hair. Mm. Yeah, and that's something that I enjoy a lot, even though and and the haircut took almost an hour. You know,
0: he deliberately cut it for. No, an no, hour, it's so not.
1: It's <laughs> just that the the their <laughs> style is they use a lot of razors, so. I don't know why But all the haircuts Take that amount of time uh, This definitely. kind of Yeah so it's an hour Of you know Talking And you know Just having a good time uh.
0: And I think Referencing what you said Before that story You know about Why are we all Bounded by Societal norms And societal standards Right Yeah And he, he is Apparently The the embodiment of Being a rebel Towards yes, society. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't have a formal education and he's not exactly having a stable job, you know. And he's happy and as as opposed to someone who's to uh, earning big bucks but is unhappy at work. Mm-hmm. You know. It it really doesn't matter how many zeros you have at the bank account. If you're not happy, you are not happy. And if you are an SO, you are still an SO, regardless of how many zeros you have in the bank account. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it's easy for us to say right now, of course, because well, we don't really have that many zeros in our bank accounts. Yeah. But I don't know. We might not be in a position to say anything huge right now. To say like, oh, you don't need to, you don't need money to be happy and everything. But from I guess from our experiences, after being open to the idea that maybe. Maybe not having that many zeros in your bank account, but being able to do what you like, is yeah. still make you happy.
1: At least we are still. Or maybe uh, not so many zeros, but actually, not being able to okay doing what you like and still have enough to get by. Yeah, is better than being stuck in a job that you hate. Yeah, and yeah. but for me, I don't see that. I don't see that money is not important money is important mm-hmm. I know I need it that's the reason why I'm I I, I can't say for certain that I, I hate what I'm doing or I like what I'm doing because I haven't actually gone yeah. on to do it but I know that the angle is clear is to go in make the most as make the best of what I can and then get out and then do what I really want to do mm. yeah I, and I think that is still a goal or a plan you know instead of just Going in blindly and then not sure what your next step is. It's not like I have an exit plan already. It's just that <laughs> I am clear that this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna make the most out of it so that I don't waste any time, you know. And just to keep that level of momentum going, because hmm. I think it plays um, a huge role in it translate it translates into all of your actions at work when you are focused. Yeah On uh, what you want to achieve
0: And I think We can We can kind of Reference uh, Our conversation With Jason Because I would say that So far Of our four guests Jason really had and Probably the conventional, Yeah and A really very tough time Difficult time Even as we speak right now So really Really Heads off to him For Pursuing his he li- He's literally Pursuing his passion <laughs> Of course not in his full-time job yet because it's not something that can sustain him and having paid the bills. But at least he knows that his full-time job right now is just to support him and his passion. And if he continues believing, who knows? Maybe one day, no, not who knows. I'm very sure that one day, if he continues, you know, being at the top of his game for his script writing and his production, video production, I'm very sure one day he could be as big as NCO who could actually... I'm not, I'm not sure about NCO, but I know that... What
1: is NCO? Not, not NCO. NLC.
0: NLC, sorry. Yeah, I, always, I always mix up the name, but... Night our Cinemas. Okay, it's a Singapore... Cinematics. Cinematics. Okay, I'm not a very huge fan of them anyway, but not an excuse to get, to mix up the name. <laughs> anyway, they could be as big as NOC or even as big as TNT, or even bigger than them. Because if they're playing the long game, the content is good. Okay. It's gonna play out. Yeah. yeah, and as much as this is a very biased statement, I honestly think that Joe Productions videos have a lot more v- value in terms of production, whatever, as compared to night like, Hour Cinematics the and main sh- yeah, because those are those feed in to you know all sorts of sensationalism, titillation, and everything. Whereas Joe Production they have a story. There is a actual story behind it. Okay, but before... There is a narrative. Yeah, there's a narrative which is important for any story or any video. Mm. Okay, before, without going into details about that, I would say that Jason is a very good embodiment of, you know... And also your friend. Your bubble friend. They are very good embodiments of going against what society thinks that they should do. Mm. Because they... I believe they... They might not know this or they might know this that they're actually playing the long game. Because in the long run, if they're constantly happy with their job, sooner or later, they're going to achieve a certain kind of success where it's actually the result of their persistence and their ability to withstand the difficulty, the toughness and everything and getting it, getting something great out of it. Whether it's success or success and financial success, I'm very sure that they will... If they continue playing the long game, eventually they'll get there.
1: Yeah, and another thing to add in is that what apart from what you have mentioned something that they have in common is actually this they do not care what others think of them which is what not giving a fuck about society is or what society standards is Mm. and that's basically don't give so much thought about what people think of you you know And It's like It's like me I mean I'm not saying that I don't care about society I mean Like Okay The me in the past Okay I'm not So what happened To me at work Was this Okay So uh, Like last week I think Was it last week Oh no Earlier this week Uh I You know last week Sorry (laughs) Last week It was last week So I I wanted to buy some egg tarts Okay And then I wanted to buy them for myself but then I if I brought it to the office and I eat alone then it would be quite quite bad right
0: I mean you you, it depends how you look at it but I guess for your chain of thoughts you're trying to say that because you eat alone and never share it with others people will think that you're a selfish
1: bastard I mean (laughs) not, not really that but also I just wanted to like you know because they are all busy and stuff uh-huh. And I just thought it's a good gesture because I'm new, I'm the new guy, you know, just try to get the good books of everyone, yeah, you know it's just a simple gesture that I just just give it uh, the uh. i mean i'm I'm literally playing the long game because what is that amount in as compared to the long game if I'm playing the long game, this is a good <laughs> investment right. Yeah Because you You just Like I genuinely wanted to give them A treat of the egg tarts Okay Yeah Whether it forms A good or bad impression That's subjective Yeah Okay So But the old me Would Think another way I would care like Oh I I would think twice Because If I did that And I bought the egg tarts For them Uh I would be afraid Of what people think of me Which is Someone Who's trying to Bootleg people You know Get in the uh, like a, <laughs> someone who Carry balls, you know Yeah. A boot liquor in that sense The old me would think that way Definitely But because of what I read What I went through I don't think I've really been through a lot I'm just saying that My perspective changed it's, it's no longer What people thought about me It's just really Who cares Because <laughs> either way Like what Jason said No matter what you do You're going to get judgment you see, whether I eat the egg tarts for myself, I'm still going to get judged. Yeah. Whether I buy it for people, I'm still going to get judged. Yeah. So, might as well, I just buy the egg tarts for people if they want to think that I'm a Boolika. <laughs> so be it. But that's, that's it. Uh. Like, don't 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 care, you know. Yeah. yeah. I don't really care what they thought and then I just did it. And I, I was quite shy offering them as well, you know. Because mm. it's not in my nature, but I believe that we need to Constantly put ourselves in uncomfortable situations every time in order to to grow, you know. So that that was what happened that I felt was different about me now and in the past where I didn't really care so much about what people thought about me and just did whatever I feel was right.
0: (laughs) Funny a story.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the other new guy, was here maybe 2-3 months earlier than me uh-huh. he's the same age as me but he hasn't <laughs> so I'm like I'm sorry man I think I spoiled the market for you but but the thing is I think a lot of people lack that kind of that sharing mentality you know when I go inside the office I think a, a lot of them are very I don't know because they are too busy I think mm. self-centered so, uh. I won't say self-centered but It's just, there's no this sharing vibe, this mentality, where... right? Like, right now, each time when I do something, at the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, how can I offer value to that person? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that kind of culture, you know. I don't think it has that, you know.
0: Do you think is it because of the competitive nature of...
1: No, the thing is, they're not competing against each other, you know. The thing is they are too busy handling their own stuff to care about what's going on around them.
0: So, do you think it's because of the kind of organisational, cult- organisational culture that they were brought into? So, maybe I because think, yeah. they look around, you know. we naturally, when you go into a new environment, you will try to fit in because... That's just a survival instinct yeah. you know, telling us yeah. to do, to fit in, right? Then maybe, I don't know, the, the first batch, they just set the kind of tone that, you know, we we must make sure that all our stuff are done, you know, before we care about other people. Yeah. Because, your own stuff is your own stuff, my own stuff is my own stuff. No matter what, I still have to make sure that my stuff is done.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, to that extent, but because the reason why that if they do not get their stuff done, then they are answerable to their clients, their customers. Mm-hmm. And that's worse than anything, you know. Because you can't deliver whatever you promised them.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, so so I, that is the main priority. And I don't know, because I haven't been... I'm not doing what they're doing, so I do not know how they feel. But that's how I see myself. And I don't know. Then you just have to build that kind of relationship with your clients then, you know. <laughs>
0: So do you think is it because they were too absorbed and concentrated on, you know, focusing on the priority? Yeah,
1: I, I do believe they are nice, good people. Uh-huh. It's just that, you know, work is work and gotta get shit done. That's, that's basically it. So, yeah. I probably have to change a little to like that, you know. And they're so busy that they can't even buy lunch. And then <laughs> I offered to buy it yesterday and I screw up one of the orders. <laughs> but, you know whatever man. I mean it's not like I again try to curry favor, but honestly I just wanted to <laughs> to help them you know yeah, like but... I have free time I can buy it for you why not you know and I think a lot of people are lacking that these days Yeah, I, I, I initiative yeah you know
0: I I personally think that it's the kind of society or culture that Singapore is emerged in
1: yeah immersed in yeah Chaosism.
0: and I think it's largely because of our surroundings and mainly our parents I would say because you know whether it's school or actually mainly I would say school
1: okay? why is it every episode you're talking about school parents because <laughs> I think
0: I I I honestly I honestly think whenever I reflect whenever I think about it when you recall how our parents tell us, you know, whenever you're in school, make sure you don't mix with the bad people. They always tell you that. But what is the definition of a bad company or anything? They never really tell you. And who knows, you might even you yourself might even be the bad company. <laughs> For all you know, right. I mean it's got to be hard to say, but they always tell you don't mix with the bad people if you don't if you if you don't want to be bad. And then they also tell you that you must make sure that you finish your homework already then you help people I don't know I don't know if my parents told you that before but no. I've heard a lot of these kind of stories where parents tell their kids whether it's my friends parents or my own parents they always tell them yeah. we know that you have a kind heart and everything but make sure that you ca- can your stuff first before helping other people because no one's going to care about you that's what they always tell you I don't know that's what I always hear from other people whether it's in dramas in real life or from other friends or from other people that's what people always tell you not even sometimes not even on your parents they tell you that you have to help yourself no one's going to help you yeah and I think we are born into this idea that we, we are to fend for ourselves and if anything right we have to worry about our own, our own survivability first before we worry about others and as a result especially in a sales environment like yours they might not be actually competing with other people but maybe to a certain extent somewhere in the back of their minds whenever they talk to their either colleagues or their peers or even their friends outside of the work, of work, whenever they tell tell them about their work performance and everything, they must be proud or they must achieve a certain standard or level then they wouldn't be... They wouldn't lose face. They wouldn't be ashamed of themselves.
1: But, um, to add more context, but each time I ask, ask them a question, they will stop whatever they are doing to answer me. Ah.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. Which is... Which is why like what you said, I believe they are they are very they're definitely good natured. Yeah. It's just a matter of what kind of story they're bought into, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just think that it it all boils down to our surroundings and to a certain extent sometimes our parents as well. Because I don't know even if even right now if you go to talk to your parents, if they tell you that you are you 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 suddenly decide to quit your job and volunteer at a charity organisation, what would they say? What would anyone say about someone quitting their full-time crazy. job? Yeah, they would say they're crazy. Why Why do you... Are you sure you can even support yourself before learning how to support other people? Learning how to help other people?
1: Yeah, but there's there's no like right or wrong way either way.
0: Of course, there's no right or wrong way. I'm just saying yeah. that. Just, just to build on what you said, that there isn't like, this kind of culture. I think it's something that first world countries are built up to be like because mm. it's all about capitalism it's all about competitiveness which is actually crucial for a country's progress mm-hmm. yeah but it's up to the citizen it's up to the individual to enrich him or herself to understand the need to help others as well right
1: just like how I mean don't even talk about a capitalistic country let's just say walking dead for example yeah is every man for himself also in walking dead
0: I would say that Walking Dead is kind of a juxtaposition of our
1: culture, modern
0: day culture, society. society. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, like what you say, is every man, every man for himself.
1: It's just a bit more exaggerated when it's killing.
0: A bit more gory. A lot more gory. And
1: yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's basically it.
0: And it, it is kind of a Critic of How we look at Things or so How we look at the world
1: Yeah And I think it's very crucial To you know Always Try to offer value To people To have that That kind of mindset Because something that I really hate the most Is that I I don't like to receive Handouts And neither do I like to give Handouts Mm. I think That is very Very Detrimental To someone who Constantly receives Hands out. What what if you're not there to help that person anymore? And then that person will be reliant on you the whole time. So so I I want to... You know, in whatever I do, I try to put in what I can. And then if I really can't, then I ask for help. Mm. Instead of just always stretching my hand out for answers, for money, for anything. Just put in the work first. And then... When you hit a roadblock, then that's where you ask for help. In the past, I'm, I I, think I'm like that. I take things for granted. So I assume everything good has to happen to me without me actually working hard for it.
0: <laughs> I'm very sure that's in everyone because you think about it, as a baby, whenever we need something for from a caregiver, then you, cry. you just cry. And I think over time, because that part of our brain is always existent, no matter how old you are, so whenever you are in trouble or in need of anything, your first so called rational response is to ask for help because that's how we are that's how we are wired,
1: yeah, and it breeds that form of that sort of entitlement, you know, yeah, yeah I deserve this, I deserve that, and then with ego in the equation, everything just goes to shreds, which is why I
0: guess every one of us. As much as is it's essential to our survival and you know, it's easy to ask for help, it's easy to receive help and everything. We need to be independent. You no. Know? Yep. Try to find answers out on our own instead of trying to instead of forcing out answers from other people. When actually it might just be a five minute effort away.
1: Yep. Exactly. And that's something that I try to remind myself every day. You know, just to keep the momentum going. I being mean, staying positive and, you know, just taking initiative. A lot of us don't do these days. Like, do going the extra mile of what is required of us.
0: Okay. I think maybe it's time to wrap up. Yeah. What is the summary?
1: Oh, sh- Summary is, don't care so much about what other people think about you. Honestly. Just don't succumb to... I mean, it's... It's good to have a bit of pressure or societal standards, you know? So that mm-hmm. at least you are determined and you have a goal in place. But not so much that it takes over your whole life. Because the ultimate goal is still happiness and health and everything. There's no point in you spending so many hours a day doing what you hate. There's, there's absolutely no point in that. So don't care so much about what other people think and just do it, you know? If they hate on you, they hate on you. <laughs> you can't please everyone. But there will be people that will like you some way or other. Mm-hmm. So I, that place that's basically my summary. And sorry, one more. <laughs> is to <laughs> don't be so entitled and stop asking for handouts and just do it. At least try. <laughs> okay. Dude,
0: just to add an extension to what you mentioned about, you know, don't, don't think too much about societal norms, right? Yeah. I just came yeah. out of it a good analogy. I, at least I hope. Uh, let, me, let me share it and then you, you think whether it's a good analogy or not. So think of it as societal norms as a popular tech or the most rated seller or a, a top seller, let's say, in the supermarket. So walk in the supermarket, you see all the top sellers and everything, right? Let's say for ketchup brand. With a ketchup brand, the top seller is Heinz, right? So everyone buys Heinz. Everyone say, Heinz is the best ketchup ever. <coughs> That's a societal norm. But then, you try Heinz and you think like, eh, what the fuck is this? I don't like Heinz ketchup. It tastes like shit to me. Then you try another random brand, maybe SOS. And you say, eh, oh my god, SOS is the best ketchup I've ever, ever tasted. So you, even though Heinz is a top seller, the best ketchup as... Labelled by society and everything. But it doesn't make you happy tasting it because you don't like it. So why not try something like SOS Ketchup which might not be exactly the best seller, I don't know, the most healthy, everything. It might not be the best on on the list. But it's something that is best for you. That you know that is best for you because you're happy eating SOS Ketchup. Do you think that's a good analogy?
1: I think so. I couldn't come up with a better one than that.
0: So... Don't go for the top seller, whatever, whatever it is. Just because people say that it's good, just people, just because people say that that's the best thing,
1: Which doesn't is mean what society says. Yeah. yeah,
0: doesn't mean what society says is the best. It just means that most people like this. That's all.
1: You don't necessarily have to be that
0: like it. Yeah, be that or even force it down your throat. Yeah, take the route that you want to, You want and to reference Connor, he said pursue your passion and your interests even if it means it might not be the most popular choice that people take, because at the end of the day, you must be happy with your own choices and not regret just because society tells you that this is the choice that you should take. So that's basically my summary.
1: Okay, that's so different from mine.
0: <laughs> no, it's just that's just a, a, a slight extension of yours. Yeah, but right. Yeah, that's it. to right? oh, yeah, say? Uh, yeah. As long as catch well up is better for me at least. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: okay. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you. Bye
1: that's it thank you for staying until the end of the podcast if you enjoyed this share this with your friends and tag us on Instagram or Facebook to connect with us would appreciate any sort of feedback be sure to check out the show notes at theanecdotes.net thank you once again